Joining the podcast right now, Mike Caps. He's a voice of the Round Rock Express. Mike, thanks so much for joining the podcast today. It's the best time of your baseball season right around the corner. Are you? What's the excitement level for you right now as baseball and Round Rock is this close to being back in action? What you can't see right now is that I'm tied down to this chair. I mean, I've strapped my legs into this chair. If, if I weren't strapped into the chair, all you'd be seeing was the bottom of the chair and the seat. <laughs> I'm jacked up about it, Alex. How are you two guys anyway? Good to see you. Yeah, doing good. I mean, we're ready for the baseball season to get started. And obviously not having a 2020 season, you know, was tough on everybody from a minor league perspective. And, you know, what are you looking forward to most about uh, 2021 season? Jackson, I had a chance to do two Oklahoma University baseball games uh, over the last weekend out at uh, the, the Round Rock Classic, and it whetted my appetite so much. Um, I'm looking forward to getting back in, into the groove of day by day following the game, uh, day by day updating my stat sheets, day by day visiting with players, albeit at a distance, day by day talking to other uh, team managers and coaches and other teams players just being in that marvelous groove and you've been down on the field with me at batting practice and you know how it goes Jackson it's it's uh it really is coming from the background I came from it really is uh the best way for me to spend the second half of my professional life and and I tell you I spent most of this morning uh working on brand new score sheets for 2021 so uh, I am absolutely beside myself. And if we started uh, 30 minutes after this podcast is, is finished taping, I'd be the happiest boy in about 15 counties around Travis County where I live. Mike, for the people that don't know, how many years have you been the voice of the Express? Well, if you know the answer to how many years there's been the Express, you'll know the answer to that. I, I was uh, brought in by Reed, uh, Ryan, and Jay Miller in, in 2000. So we missed a season. So I guess, Jackson, this will be our 21st season, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so that's, that's yeah, and I've been okay. in the game. Uh, this is coming up on my 27th season. Going ahead on that 2000 season, what's your favorite story with, you know, having Jackie Moore come in? And what was so exciting about starting something new at the AA level? Let's start, let's start the day of the first ever Round Rock game out in El Paso. They decide they're going to fly us out there rather than bus us all the way. Walk into the airport with the team. Look around at the team. We had one pitcher who was 6'10". We had two foot 8 inch pitchers and four who were 6'5 or better. We looked like an NBA D or G League team walking in to go to, to, to El Paso. But just the overall excitement about that. How many times in anybody's life do you, you have the opportunity, do you have the blessing of being right there at the beginning of something? And it just worked forward from there. Uh, you were born that year. You basically began your life at Dell Diamond, Jackson. And uh, one of the highlights of that year had to have been, we were, we were sort of stumbling around until we got to late May. Roy Oswalt is brought up to Round Rock from Kissimmee in the Class A Florida League for a one-time, one-time only start. 
Well, he struck out 15 San Antonio hitters. He dominated the game. And uh, Nolan and Jackie Moore and uh, several others had to talk Tim Perpura, who was a GM then, into allowing Roy to stay. Well, what does he do? He immediately reels off 11 wins. That gets us into late August. Roy goes to uh, the U.S. Olympic team, for crying out loud, and we know what happened with Roy after that. He became a, a tremendous starter for the Astros and went on to the Phillies and the Rangers and some others. And, and I think the other, the other real big memory, well, there's two. One is we're playing in Shreveport right in the middle of a monsoon it breaks out they they stop the game let it dry out in the in the midst of this double header uh this we get to the second game morgan Ensberg, who later went on to star with the astros as a power hitting third baseman kicked three ground balls in the mud and after the game was over he told us that there was no way he was going to allow the round rock express to lose that game he hit three home runs that night and drove in eight and he in that second game. And he was simply not going to let Round Rock lose. But then, but I think the story that tells the tale of that team, besides the fact that Jackie Moore decided to, to, to manage it, which was huge. Uh, we had Bert Hooten first and then Mike Maddox, who's now the pitching coach at, um, at, at St. Louis Cardinals is the fact that that we won the first half championship didn't win the second won our side of the league in a tremendous playoff out in El Paso that went 11 innings and Colin Porter hit a home run over the center field wall that won it we go to Wichita the next day and and win to come down on the on the second high school football Friday of the year 2000 we draw 11,000 and Jackson and, and Alex, if you looked out from my booth out you, all the way down 79, you could see uh, headlights trying to get into the ballpark. And they told me from the other side of the press box, you could see cars the opposite direction. I'll bet you, I'll bet you anything. We turned away 11,000. We won wow. the game that night. The place went nuts. It really was a Steven Spielberg movie style season from start to finish. And uh, those are just three highlights, uh, four highlights that I could come up with. But, but I'll tell you, the whole thing was just glorious because uh, Round Rock fans started what has turned out to be a glorious 21 season run being there. We've grown the fan base. Um, the excitement level is still there. And we, you know what, we really still have some uh, some accomplishments to make uh, in continuing to draw large numbers of fans, which we've done not only at the AA level, but at the AAA level. What's the longest game you've ever broadcasted? Or maybe also that goes into there, what's the longest you've been at the ballpark for in one day? Okay, well, um, th these two games were played in San Antonio uh, a year apart. One was well, one and one was 02, and they both went 18 innings. They were both over five and a half. One, the, the longest one was the one in 03 or 02 it was that went right at six hours. And, you know, we were tied at two, and they put up a six spot in the top of the, ele uh, in top of the 18th and I go running down to the clubhouse 
And I start hollering, hey, how about just two in the 11th? God almighty, help us out here. But but that those are two 18-inning games, Alex. And then I had to I had to be gone one night. I went down to Sam Houston State. I was uh, inducted into their broadcast hall of honor. And Bill Mercer, the legendary original broadcaster of the Texas Rangers, was filling in for me at age seventy-eight or nine in Wichita. It's in Wichita, Kansas. Now the Wichita old ballpark had no amenities at all, none, zero. Uh, that game went 17 and the first seven innings of the next day's game, which I showed up for Bill Mercer was dog cussing me on the air because I left him no cough. How could I leave him coffee? I was in Huntsville, Texas for crying out loud, but he got stuck. Uh, the bathroom had failed to work in about the 11th inning. He couldn't go to the bathroom. He couldn't get any coffee. And he was strapped with about a five-hour and 15-minute game. And it took me a lot of years to get back on Bill's good side after sticking him in Wichita after that. That was his craziest. <laughs> and I, I got a cell phone call when I was driving up uh, the next morning. And I said, he said, uh, uh, blankety blank, blankety blank, blankety blank, blank. You better get your blankety blank. I mean, it was just and it went on it just went on and, and, but that's Mercer and that's me and Bill's 95 and he's he's still my father confessor he and my late father were great friends and I basically was brought up in, in either the channel 4 newsroom in Dallas or or at Bill's minor league broadcast booth until he um, until he gave minor leagues up and and the Rangers came and Bill was off and running into the big leagues yeah, so talking also about San Antonio, can you describe the rivalry for people well, not in the area between the Missions and the Express? And even though the Missions are back in AA, explain what that was like. Well, it, it, I, I, let me tell you a couple of AA stories, and then I'll tell you a, a, a AAA story from, from uh, 2019 to, to end that little discussion. But uh, we had the Road Cone Series. And I think that was your dad's idea, Jackson, that uh, you won a road cone if you won the series, and we won them both years. Um, no, we didn't win 01, or did we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Uh, we, we won 2000 and 2001 road cones. Uh, and then in 2002, they won, and then we had a really bad team in 03. Long story short, we had busloads, two and three and four busloads of fans come down. To, to each one of the games that we played at San Antonio in those early, early years. And it, it was, there's been a long time rivalry anyway between Austin and San Antonio and Round Rock just got buried in the deep middle of it. I mean, you know, some pushing and shoving and a few fisticuffs in the stands. Uh, Jackson Ryan fell in love with, with Balo Pena and the, what, Harry Taco or what was the guy's name? Puffy taco, puffy taco, puffy, puffy, Harry, whatever. But, but, uh, so, and you know, you, you, you'd come back from a break and you look down and somebody's got somebody by the shirt and they're dragging them around and cops are running all over the place. And the rivalry on the field was just about as spirited. I mean, San Antonio in, in 2000 was the Dodgers in 2001, they became the Mariners 
and something about uh, those teams just didn't gel. And then we switch, we go away to the Pacific Coast League, and then in 2019, San Antonio comes up a level. So I'm visiting with a San Antonio manager and had known him uh, when he was in Nashville. And I'm, it's, it's raining outside, and, and it's iffy whether we're going to get to play that game. Ultimately, we did. This was a Sunday afternoon. And I'm interviewing him, and it's a collegial interview. It's just like what we're, we're going through here. And uh, I asked him a question. It was not a particularly loaded question at all. It had to do with, uh, tell me a little bit about this, what, what you picked up on the San Antonio rivalry. And this, this guy stood up in his, in his, at his desk and he goes, I want to tell you something right now. This is nothing but a knockdown drag out. Hey, You've been friendly with me on this interview. We're not friends. We're opponents. We're enemies. I couldn't figure out whether I was interviewing him or somebody he'd seen on WWE wrestling in one of those rants they go into. I said, uh, look, uh, Skip, uh, I think I'll uh, see you on down the road. Uh, please try to recover from that seizure, whatever it is you're going through. And I left. And that was it. Saying so, I didn't talk to him again. And and he's gone. And they're gone from the, the AAA ranks. And so – so yeah, Jackson, it get it got heated. It, it really did get heated, no doubt. Especially this past season, and you know we were right there with them competing for the oh, yeah. know, division yeah. and ended up winning. And can you explain kind of how special that was too in nineteen to win, you know, and to end up being playing Sacramento and end up losing in the PCL championship series to people? Well, it was really special because a your dad is working for the Astros as their business operations president. And people, we had we had two sets of fans at Round Rock. It's, we had there are Rangers and there are Astros, and the Astros people were overjoyed when we went back, and 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 we were treated like like kings and queens when we went down to spring training. Um, but but that team was loaded to the gills with pitching, uh, hitting. I mean you you name a guy in that lineup they could rake um and and we had what, what was the outfielder's name that's now with the astros it was the 30 30 guy jordan alvarez probably. no 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 jordan, it's jordan jordan didn't stay long enough to be a 30 30 guy oh you're thinking of um of uh kyle tucker kyle tucker i'll talk about jordan in a second uh kyle tucker really showed us a lot. We, we had had 2020 guys before at AAA. We, uh, Jared Hoying was a 2020 guy for us, probably in 2012 or 13. And uh, Cody Ransom was a 2020 guy for us uh, back in 06, 07, 08, somewhere in that time frame. Well, so that's that 2020 special in the Pacific Coast League. There are very few guys. Uh, Kyle Tucker became the fifth player in the Pacific Coast League history to become a 30-30 guy. Now, Joe DiMaggio played in that league. He was never a 30-30 guy. Uh, there have been several real big-time stars come out of the Pacific Coast League who went on to lead, the, uh, lead major leagues in hitting and this sort of thing and never made 30-30 at, at, at uh, the Pacific Coast League. So that's how special that was. Jordan Alvarez 
I, I've never seen anything like him. He had his his OPS uh, for the first month and a half of that season was something like 1.7, which is crazy. But again, here's a guy who was really literally at the, at, at the AAA level, you never see men among children, but, but he really was. Uh, big time power, big time power. And, and I'm reading now that he's gonna be strictly a DH because of the knee surgeries, but you just don't see that kind of power. He hit, he hit three home runs in a game in New Orleans with the wind blowing in, in a misty rain, and it was chilly. And to this day, I don't know how those balls got out, but but I know how they got out because he's a horse. And he's going to – if those knees will cooperate even a little, and he goes 15 years in the big leagues, he is going to put up some ferocious power numbers, I believe. So, Mike, the Express are now back with the Rangers – uh, and under their minor league system now with a whole restructure at the minor league level, how does your preparation for a season change? As now you've done it before when there were the Rangers and the Astros now back to the Rangers. How does that kind of factor into your preparation for the upcoming season? It's just, it, it's just different front office people talking to every day, Alex. That's all it is. The prep work, I, I've been doing the same kind of preparation work since I got into ball in the year in 1996. I just, I spend, and Jackson can tell you, it's 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 a, about a five and a half hour prep for me every day. I wake up, if we're at home playing at 7.05, I wake up about seven in the morning and I start pounding it. I, I have a, a loose leaf notebook and I'm going through and, and, and taking notes, uh, looking at the box score from the last night hitting streaks, all this kind of thing. Uh, Andrew Feltz does a marvelous job on our notes, and I use them some, but but I want my own way of prep and lineups, the whole thing. I just it, It's just one of the little peccadilloes that I have about doing baseball games. I, I want it to wear – and, you know, I, I'll, I'll probably five and a half hours, maybe too much, but I'd rather have too much in case we've got a stinker game where somebody puts up, uh, as the Aggies did the other night on Oklahoma, a seven spot in the first inning. Uh, you, you've got additional material on all these guys that you can use and, and uh, you know, maybe a story or two about them. I just I, I want it in my verbiage the way I want it. And um, part of the five and a half hours includes uh, calls to scouts that I know if I haven't seen a particular pitcher from the opposition, uh, calls to our guys, uh, whether it's Astros or Rangers, about maybe they've sent a couple of guys up and, and what do you want to see from them. And, uh, I, and I've already had background, so I'm, I'm not ignorant about that player but I want to know what they think and what they can share about what they think and what's usable on air for that. So it just, it takes some time to develop it, but, but um, I just, I just think that uh, being around Bill Mercer and, and uh, reading all about red barber and the way those two talked about preparation uh, for baseball games has, has given me uh, 
a lot of leg up on that. And it really, it, it, it really is, is, is so much fun to do it. And, and it translates so much better than trying to uh, fake your way through. And, and, and I think we see in here uh, sometimes, even at the major league level, some guys that are not particularly well prepped. And, and if, if you, if you really listen, you, you can tell it, uh, but, but that's, that's not an old guy with a gray beard uh, being upset at anybody. It's just sort of what it is, but uh, that's, that's the story of that and prep. Who are some of those guys this year that you look forward to seeing the Josh Jungs? Maybe talk about some of those guys you look forward to. Josh Jung is an interesting cat. And when I talked to uh, Mike Daly, the assistant general manager about him, they, they're torn. They really want him to spend most of the season in round rock if possible. Uh, the other side of that is, they also know that he may be their best third base option right now. And, and, you know, he well may be. Um, and just talking to a couple of scouts about him, that they, they just speak in glowing terms. So, um, and, and then Sam Huff, the catcher, has tweaked a hamstring, I noticed today. And so he's, he's I think he's going to fall to us. I think they have enough catching where they can let him grow up a little bit. And, you know, Jackson, he has that – he has that big body problem that a lot of catchers nowadays have that you didn't see too much. He's got a lot of body to try to control and framing a pitch is going to be an issue for him early on until he just comes up with enough, enough reps to where he doesn't, uh, he, he doesn't, it's, it becomes second nature to him. That's what I'm trying to say. here. So, yeah, it, no, I'm just saying, and then the Rangers are trying to – I think they're in more of a rebuilding mode right now. So this kind of gives you the opportunity to see just these young prospects really develop at the Express and then as soon as they'll make their way up to that major league level. Alex, I think you're going to see more of that than you would normally. They, you know, they like keeping guys at AA and quote-unquote prospects. But they're going to want their best people with us. We're going to start, what is it, Jackson, a month ahead maybe of double A? We're a month ahead of double A. Yeah. So they're going to want they're going to want those guys who, who might have normally fallen to double A to be with us at triple A. So they, they begin their reps and continue and continue on and maybe even play in the big leagues for the Rangers. If if I am a player. In that Rangers organization right now, I am busting both cheeks in my backside to, to build myself into the best baseball player I can become as quickly as I can become because the opportunity right now is there with the Texas Rangers. Well, Mike, to wrap it up, we just want to ask you one wrap final question. Wrap it up? I could do this all day. I've got I've got honeydews to do downstairs. You don't know. I don't want to wrap it up. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know how that is. I know. What, what do you have to do? Some vac vacuuming today? No, vacuuming's on Friday. Oh, okay. Already. What, what's on What's on the honeydew list today? Uh, probably two different grocery runs and and one over to the pet store. Okay. Two yep. different grocery runs. Yeah. What's your go-to snack? Dude, this is not about me. This, this is not about <laughs> me. Okay. Well, 
I, I, I go where I'm asked. You'll learn this later on in life. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but what's like one thing you are looking forward to most this upcoming season? getting back into that booth at Dell Diamond uh, and just rocking and rolling. Man, I'll tell you, it, I've said this before so many times, and, and I, I catch myself doing this. I, I come from such a different background than most announcers at AAA or the big leagues. And I've just, you know, I'm so thankful just to be there and uh, have the ability and have people like Jackson's father and, his family that have confidence in me to have allowed me to do this at their ballpark for 21 seasons. And I, I catch myself every now and again, thinking about that in between innings and, and occasionally there'll be a little tear rolled down my, my cheek about it. Cause I, I, I do love it so much. And, and it is such a blessing uh, given where I came from to, to be able to do it and, and really, and, and truly, honestly, I don't, I don't share this, a whole lot, but I'm lucky to be alive given some of the things I came through uh, covering news all over the world. So that's, 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 that's it in a nutshell in, in terms of the appreciation for it and what I'm looking forward to. One well, a follow-up question to that. And like you touched on, it's, you're not just a play-by-play broadcaster in your entire career. You've done so many different things. Is this play-by-play broadcasting of baseball your favorite thing you've done? You know, um, not to get completely out of, out of context here, but it's, it's far and away. I mean, I've had a chance to interview four seated presidents. I've interviewed countless congressmen and women, senators and representatives. Uh, I've interviewed three Kings, um, and a whole lot of, if, if you don't know the name John Glenn, he was one of our original astronauts and he deer hunted uh, in the little East Texas town where I was raised. And so I knew him a little bit, but I got a chance to interview him four different times as a U.S. Senator and, and just friendships made like that. The, the, the good thing about all of that, the way it translated into baseball, I, I played junior college ball, had a chance to sign and threw it away. This is a long story. But, but it came back in a, in a glorious way. And it is, it is more fun because uh, let's say covering a political convention and being spat upon was not tremendously fun. Um, and some of the other things we ran into covering wars and insurrections weren't particularly fun. Um, I will tell you what it did for me in baseball. It helped me um, not only appreciate the different and safer lifestyle, but it helped me in, in so many ways prepare for baseball because at the end of the day, and you both have heard me say this, you both heard me t- tell you this, and it's really true, the same set of abilities you bring into a baseball booth, uh, you take with you to do live news reporting all over the world. It's the same, uh, it's the same skill set, the same exact skill set. It's preparation, it's performance. And that's the name of the game. And so to not have to look down the barrel of a gun 
uh, at age 70 and to be able to visit with and stay younger by being around guys like you guys and, and uh, the new manager and coaches we'll have and the front office people uh, with the Round Rock Express. Uh, it's a blessing. There's no other way around it. Thank you so much, Mike, for being on with us and for sharing a little bit about, you know, the 20 years of the Round Rock Express. And, you know, I know there's going to be another great 10, 15 years coming along. Well, I hope I can make it through as many of those 15 years as I can, Jackson, because it's so much fun. And I appreciate you and I appreciate your, your folks and Alex, our brand new friend here. And uh, uh, just get ready because you will, sir, be called upon, Jackson, to uh, put on those headsets. No, for sure. And we'll have to explain to Alex, too, how the Express works. And it's a little different than any other minor league. Really. <laughs> it is, but it's different in such a better way.